Grab your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 5, page 853 of your Pew Bibles. If you've been following along your Pew Bibles, we have finally made it to the next page ever since Jan- the 1st of January. So that is uh, progress. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to read verses 33 to 37. And if you will stand with me out of reverence for God's holy word. Matthew the Evangelist, quoting the words of our Savior, Sermon on the Mount, writes on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for the throne, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we always ask the same thing, that you would open our entire being, that we would be transformed by the power of the gospel. Would you do that? And would I decrease so that you can increase? In the name of your Son, we pray. Amen. May be seated. A pastor was walking down the street one day, and he saw a group of boys huddled around a little puppy. And pastor wanted to know, what in the world is going on? What, what is all this commotion? One of the boys says, well, pastor, we're, we're telling each other lies. Fibs. So why in the world would you, would you do that? Out on the street in front of everybody, you're supposed to be good Christian kids. You're out here just telling lies. And the boy said, oh, you don't understand, pastor. Whoever tells the biggest lie gets to keep the, the, the little dog. Oh, the pastor just didn't like that at all. And he, he said, you know, when I was your age, I would have never have told a lie. I've always told the truth. It is not okay for you to tell lies like that. In fact, I've never told a lie in my life. You boys shouldn't be doing that. At which point the boys, they're crestfallen, looking down. Until finally one of them looks up and says, well, I guess the preacher gets to keep the dog. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to telling the truth, it's very clear that it's a problem that we all have. Here Jesus has been laying out for us, what does it mean to have righteousness that surpassed the religious elites? What does righteousness look like beyond mere legalism? And, and, and now that he has turned from, from strife and anger and hatred to issues of lust, now he's going to go to the issue of truth-telling. He follows the same pattern we have seen before. First of all, he starts with the outward legalistic law. You have heard that it was said. And what follows is he's essentially summarizing the teaching of the religious elites. Now, Jesus is right in citing that the Bible tells them uh, not to swear in the name of God falsely. If you want biblical reference for that, you can look at Leviticus 19, Numbers 30, and Deuteronomy 23. And so it seems pretty clear if, if you are going to make a truth claim, particularly in the name of God, be sure that it is true. What the religious elites did, remember what we said that in a legalistic society is that you have a standard. What they'll do is they will, they, they will lower the standards so that they can make themselves look more righteous. We usually think legalism is about raising standards. No, it's really about lowering those standards. So what they would do is they would say, well, you can make a false claim. You can lie so long as you 
swear by anything other than God. You can see the, the examples that, that Jesus uh, gives here. That, that, they, they would swear by heaven. They would swear by earth. They would swear by Jerusalem. They would swear by their lives. They would swear by the hairs on their chinny-chin-chin. It didn't matter so long as you didn't swear by God. Now, that sounds silly, but you and I do the same thing. Let me see if I can come up with an illustration here. I don't know if you all noticed or not, but I scored the winning touchdown for the winning team at the Super Bowl this past year. Do you know that? It's true. It's true. Go back and watch the telly. You're going to see it's me that, that did that. I don't know if you all noticed it or not, but I just became and was elected the president of the United States at the last election. I've been running the president all this time, but you didn't know that, did you? Now you're saying, well, preacher, you're lying. You get to keep the dog. You don't understand. I had my fingers crossed when I told you that. We do this sort of silly stuff all the time. Is, is we, we, we try to figure out a way to, to, to give a half-truth, a, 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 a white fib, whatever it might be. Uh, uh, and that, that's what they're doing. This is why Jesus mentions the various ways people take an oath. And then he says that even, even when you think you, you have found a, a way around this law, you're not escaping the God that you are not to swear by. If you swear by heaven, God is there. If you swear by earth, that is his footstool. If you swear by Jerusalem, th th that is the city where God's anointed king rules and reigns. If you swear by your own head, it is God as providential creator who determines the color of your hair. Jesus shows us that through deception, they are breaking the commandment of being a false witness. So just as the legalists did with strife and lust, so too they were lowering the bar. This means that even the smallest white lie is equivalent to swearing in the, falsely in the name of God. I don't know if any of you all remember March 1987 when President Ronald Reagan went before the American people and confessed in the Oval Office speech his involvement in the Iran-Contra scandal. You can Google that if you want to know more about what exactly happened. Interesting is that in that speech, he confessed of having no memory of giving the order to do the things that he did. I was thinking about that this week, that if a scandal like that came before the American public, what would the person in power do, Democrat or Republican, the team you root for or the team uh, you root against, what would they do? From what I can tell, given recent events over the last, say, 10 years, both parties would essentially deny any knowledge whatsoever. Even if the receipts and the paperwork with the president's signature on it, the apparatus around the president would be to deny, deny, deny. The issue is not the truth. The issue is what your eyes think it saw. In postmodernism, truth is unknowable. And when truth becomes unknowable, lies become unprovable. At least that is the way we are carrying it out. This is why we don't trust anyone. We don't trust institutions, especially those of society. Why? Because no one is telling the truth. What we tell are narratives. What we sell is our version of the truth. Have you noticed this, this, this Oprah-esque notion that if it is my truth, it is therefore truth, even if it doesn't correspond with reality. And in that postmodern system, everything in society crumbles. This 
movement is unsustainable. Deception is a gospel issue. If people cannot trust us regarding earthly things, how would they be able to listen and trust us when we speak of heavenly things? For example, if if I were to habitually lie to my wife, do you think she's going to believe me when I tell her I love her? If, If I am always late for work, will people believe me when I tell them I take my job seriously? If I ignore my children, will they believe me that when I tell them that I will always be there for them? Truth is a gospel issue. Leading up to one of my favorite songs by DC Talk, they, they have uh, uh, Manning say, The greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and uh, walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelievable world finds so unbelievable. Being untrustworthy will silence our witness. So Jesus moves from the outward legalistic law and shows how it doesn't measure up to then, as he has done previously, he shows us the inward loving law. It's there in verse verse, um, 37. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Remember again, the goal is that our righteousness exceed that of the religious elites. Therefore, justifying dishonesty or calling it by another name, white lies, half-truths, not illegal, no one got hurt, whatever we might come up with, it all proves just how corrupt our heart really is. Lies harm. I don't know if you've noticed this, but we do not lie when it is good news. Have you noticed that? You do not whisper compliments. Wow, I love that dress on her. Wow, I'm so proud of my children. Wow, they did really good singing in church. We don't whisper compliments. Have you noticed that? Why? Because lies are there to benefit ourselves. We lie to protect ourselves, even against the people we claim to love. Jesus is basically saying here in verse 37 that to say what you mean, mean what you say. Let your yes be yes. Don't let it be anything other than yes. Let your no be no. Don't let it be anything other than no. Our word should be good enough as to not require an oath or anything else. If you say you're going to do something, do it. We keep our promises as Christians. We keep our word. When we were a more civilized society, a simple handshake was more than enough to shore up a business deal. Now, however, um, and increasingly, a man's word is only as binding as the paper that accompanies it. Have you tried to make any legal transaction? Try buying a house. My goodness, you are selling your children. You sign so many papers, you're thinking, well, now they own my kids. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. It's going to take you an hour just to sign this. What am I signing? Don't worry about it. Just sign it. Okay. <laughs> you're right. It's your first time home buyer. You're just going to start signing everything. It's crazy what it is you have to sign. Why? Because you don't trust anyone anymore. And they don't trust you. This sort of approach to our lives will mean that we will be honest even when it is uncomfortable. And we will step forward when it is unpopular. Look, Jesus is not uh, just condemning all oath-taking. But what he is condemning 
is a pattern of lies and deceit far too common among the human race. What I want to do in the time that remains is get really practical. I want to give you five types of lies that we give, five common types of lies. The first is lies of denial. You know, the, the image that comes to my mind when I think of lies of denial is of the little boy who, who uh, his mother walks in the kitchen an hour before dinner and his mouth is full of cookies. And the mom says, uh, 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 buddy, did, did, you, did you eat before dinner like I asked you not to? Mm-mm. Right? You know, he's got crumbs all over his face. Right. It's, it's got they, they were uh, a cookie monster cookies. There's like blue cream all over his lips. Mm-mm. That's a lie of denial. That's a lie of denial. This is a type of gaslighting. It is an effect to get you to deny reality. It may look like I'm eating a cookie. It, it, it may have all the looks of it, but but your eyes deceive you. You're the one that is in error. This type of gaslighting dominates our culture. What you see isn't real. It is an illusion. Go back to what we said about Reagan, that if, 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 if we had to make a public confession now, we would just deny any involvement whatsoever. The problem is with you, not with me. Lies of denial. There's also lies of omission. This is when we omit important details in order to mislead. Ever hear someone's sob story? You ever notice they're always the hero of the story? Everything bad happened to them. They're victims, but they're heroic victims. You know, the relationship ended, they, they got fired, or they left the church, whatever it is. And, and, and they tell you, well, you just don't understand. I was the best thing they had at that company. You don't understand how much effort I put in that relationship. They're the ones that didn't care. You know what sort of stories I'm talking about. I'll tell you what. Go ask about the other side of the story. You know what you're going to find? That person who is claiming the heroic victim left out a few important details. Yeah, you were an important part of that, that, that company until you stole money from them. Yeah, you did work hard in that relationship until you invited someone else to be part of it. It's amazing. Um, Proverbs puts it this way. The one who states his case first seems right until the other side comes in, right? Lies of omission. What about lies of fabrication? These are lies when facts are completely made up. I think I've shared this story before. It's probably been, been a while. You may have been asleep when I did. But, but uh, what, many years ago, uh, I don't even know if we were married yet or not, we, um, the missus and I, we were down in uh, Ointon, and we went out to eat at a restaurant called Scooby-Doo. It's not called Scooby-Doo anymore. So if you go down there and you say, hey, I like to eat at Scooby-Doo, everyone will know where you, where, where you want to eat, even though it's not called that anymore. Now, I say Scooby, it's Scoopy, but no one cares. So, went down Scooby-Doo, and I wanted uh, a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. I've not had breakfast today, so that, just, that sounds like a good plan for lunch. And I wanted a BLT. But the thing about BLTs is, don't toast the bread. Like, toasting bread is like putting salt on food. Why? It's already fine the way it is. I don't, I don't like my bread toasted. And half the time, when I would tell the, the waitress, I don't want my bread toasted, they go and toast the bread. I one time got charged extra because it's extra work for the cook not to toast the bread. I may be omitting some of the details, I'm sure, but that's my version of it. It's my story. It's my truth, right? So when I came up with a plan, when I order a BLT, is, is I'll say things like, Look, will you please not toast the bread? I'm allergic to toast. 
Now, usually, you get this look like, allergic to toast, ha-ha, and all I care about is that my bread ain't toasted. That's it, right? It's a joke, we move on, but at Scooby-Doo this one day, she fell for it. She didn't say anything. I came back with a BLT, and it wasn't toasted. Perfect. The bacon was good and chewy, not, not like crumbling pillars or something you can hold up the basement you know you want you don't want you don't want bacon like that you don't want anything that'll break your teeth you want real bacon you want to know it was once alive it was a just fantastic blt but she came up to me and she said you know what i've never met anyone that's allergic to toast i thought you haven't oh it's a rare because at this point you might as well just run with it right right it's a lot of fabrication so i told her that the issue isn't the toast it's with the toaster that the rays of the toaster, something gets on the bread, and I have an allergic reaction that'll put me in the hospital. Well, she went on about, I just can't believe that. I've just never met anyone. Well, then I, I just dropped it. Like, surely, she, she, she's going to realize the whole thing's a joke. Until the next week, we went back to Scooby-Doo. And this time, instead of BLT, I wanted breakfast. Some pancakes, some sausage, some eggs. And then I said, some toast. I'd forgotten what I had done the week before. And it's the same waitress. She goes, I thought you're allergic to toast. Uh-oh, I meant biscuits. Right in the menu, it said toast. I meant biscuits. Don't get me toast. I'll die. Right? That's a, that's a, that's a lie of fabrication. None of that is true. None of that is true. I do it now. I, I like my drinks without ice in them. Give me a tall glass of cold Coca-Cola or even lukewarm Coca-Cola. I don't care. It's Coca-Cola with bubbles and sugar. It's all I want. But don't put ice in it. So I tell people, I'm allergic to ice. And you'd be surprised. Not everyone gets it, right? It's a lie of fabrication where we just make up facts. Fourthly, lies of minimization. This is where we minimize the truth. It was an accident. It's easy to fix. It was already damaged. No one was hurt. The goal is to minimize the seriousness of the error. It also makes the critic look pretty petty and small, doesn't it? Fifthly, lies of exaggeration. Every fish story you told. That's all the illustration I need. But we, again, we exaggerate these things for our own personal benefit. If it wasn't for me, the business would have gone under. The referee cost us that game, so on and so forth. These are the types, typical five common types of lies. Let me show you how often we express these lies, the common ways which we lie. The first is gossip. Gossip. Proverbs 16, 28, a dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends. Gossip never builds anyone up. Why? Because you never whisper compliments. Whatever it is you're sharing it is because you don't want the person you're talking about to know. You've already revealed your heart. Gossip ruins reputations. We act as spokespersons for others without their permission. Whether we gossip online or in person, it is wrong. Often we share without considering the source or the subject. Gossip is a great way to elevate ourselves at the cost of others. Well, I wouldn't let my kids do that. I mean, you, 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 you saw Sally's kids, right? I'm telling you. Look, I, I try to tell her, you know. Uh, let me tell you what those kids are doing, right? We, we never build other people up. I try to warn him about that girl he was dating. We always tear the other person down. Never build them up. Secondly, common way that we lie is flattery. We give compliments. We do not mean them. Flattery praises 
with the intentions to manipulate. She's nice. You'll love it. You're so smart. Have you lost weight? You deserve better. You're the best boss. I'm willing to bet that you like to start every difficult conversation with flattery, don't you? Mom, have you lost weight? Well, you need to know that I'm failing all my classes and the police are on their way to, to, to arrest me, right? We, 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 we like, to, like to butter them up so that then we can drop the bad news. It's flattery. Psalm 12, 2, everyone utters lies to his neighbor with, such, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. Notice, everyone lies to his neighbor. Now, to be clear, flattery is not the same as encouragement. Encouragement is based off of truth. Flattery is based off of a lie. If anyone here compliments my singing abilities, I know you're lying. Right? If you compliment my ability to sit down and enjoy a 90-minute European football game that no one else cares about, I know you're telling the truth. No one else cares about your being me and one deacon, that's it, right? Encouragement is based off a of true flattery lies. The third common way we lie is through slander or libel. Slander from what the liars tell me is the spoken version of libel. It's what the written version. But the Bible condemns this here. We go and read in Leviticus 19, Proverbs 10, 1 Peter 2. Notice you have Old Testament law, then you have wisdom, you have New Testament truth. Slander is reputation destruction. Social media only makes this worse. And we hide behind an anonymous username to protect our self-righteousness while we are engaging in lying about our neighbor. That really reveals who we are. One of the things I like to do for my own torture is is I like to, uh, let's say we have a prominent political figure in our state, governor, attorney general, whatever it is, is in, in, and they post a picture of the sunrise in Kentucky, and the caption is, it's a beautiful morning in Kentucky. Right? That's it. Nothing else is said. I like for my own entertainment and torture to read the, the comments. It's amazing what you'll find. Slander, libel, I don't know which term to use there. But it is a reputation defaming. All it is is a picture of the sunrise. You wouldn't want someone to do that to you. Why is it okay to do it to someone else just because they're prominence? Well, ultimately, we cannot be truth tellers until we have come to the truth. And we believe that the truth is embodied in the person of Jesus Christ risen from the dead. What is keeping us from telling the truth is that we've never surrendered to the truth. If you read the Gospel of John, if we had time, we, we could lay all this out. He, he clearly wants us to associate Christ with truth itself. And to be outside of Christ is to be outside of the truth. So he'll use words like, with Christ came grace and truth, or then you will know the truth that is in Christ and the truth will set you free. And of course, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but, but by me. To know Christ is to know the truth. This is why this is a gospel issue. To deceive, to lie, to gossip is to fundamentally reject Christ risen from the dead. Look, if Christ is risen, if Christ is truth, if Christ is Savior, then let us stand on that truth 
and be people of truth, especially in a culture that is believing a lie. It is worth losing whatever earthly things we we possess if it means we stand on the truth of Jesus. So maybe there is some here that you've never embraced the truth of Jesus. Therefore, there is nothing holding you back from proclaiming the truth, period. Let me encourage you to come to Christ. Maybe you're here, and and whether people know it or not, you're you're a person of exaggeration. You're a person who makes up facts. You're you're a person who just likes to deceive a little bit to protect your own reputation. Let, Let me just beg of you. Will you come to the truth of Christ here this morning? Will you crucify the lies and instead embrace Christ risen from the dead? We are just a few weeks from Easter. Let it begin today that we take Christ seriously. If he is the truth, let us be people known for truth. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I ask that you would be so kind.